Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. <laughs> no story? No, forget the story. You gotta have a story. Who says you gotta have a story? And it's about nothing? Absolutely nothing. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. So we go into NBC, we tell them we got an idea for a show about nothing. Exactly. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast about nothing. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Yes, we should ditch the part about Toffoli in the intro there, eh? What do you want to talk about? Nothing, because nothing's happening. Has anything changed since the last time we spoke three months ago or whatever it was? Monty Capone's got a sweet new do. That's changed. Big, that's the biggest That's the is, biggest development of the offseason. This this is, is this the reverse bowl cut where you, you put the bowl upside down and you just spray paint the top? It looks like it looks like he literally just tattooed. Maybe that's what he did. I don't know. It, it looks it looks spray painted on. This is the new thing. You've heard of spray tan. This is just called spray hair. What is it? It looks weird. I'm sorry. This is the only bit of flames news I've seen in three months, and it's the only player current that we've had on. So we probably shouldn't talk too much shit, but. I mean, good for him. Like, I mean, if I was losing my hair like that and I had the resources of a millionaire, I would absolutely. Is that take, what's take happening advantage. here? Are these plugs? They're definitely plugs, but there are some pictures out there where it's just, it, that's some serious plugs. I didn't know he was going bald. Yeah. If you look, if you look, yeah, you can tell it was happening. What is with he, these 22 year olds going bald? Yeah, I don't is know. It the, is it the bio steel? There's a, probably a lot of different things happening, you know. Dude, that picture of um, Mc, the picture of McDavid, dude. Oh my oh boy. god! I don't understand why he doesn't. If you didn't, Connor was doing like press for the Heritage Classic game. That's whenever it is, Calgary and Edmonton in the off season. It's just like I don't understand why he can't shave and get a haircut and like clean up a little bit. He just looks like a bum. I don't get it. Yeah. See, Manji's making an effort. You got Manji out here making sure he's looking spick and span. Why doesn't he just do a, a commercial for what are those things? Proactive? Gillette Proactive. Yeah, do a Justin Bieber. Yeah, could you do a Gillette commercial? So you, just, I can't believe that guy shave. is the best athlete on the planet. It's like, obvious, like, what does he eat? Like, I'm I'm pretty sure he just drinks BioSteel and that's it. That's why he has like no nourishment. Looks like so skinny and frail. She's like, just BioSteel. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like you saw the the video of him and Bedard working out. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like if you didn't know, like a, like a, pick a random person, like you know, Midwestern states just only watches football, never watches hockey, and they saw Connor McDavid, and someone's like, "Yo, that's the best player in the NHL." They'd be like, "Fucking right, yeah, fuck yeah, good one." Like he, this guy does not look like a hockey player. Doesn't even look like an athlete. How is he so good? How and how he's so fat? Like I don't understand it. He looks like he looks basically like Skeletor. 
He looks like Skeletor with hair, and it's just like he's got some witchcraft. I don't know. It's crazy. It is kind of yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to not be a complete dick about it. Just you know, bashing on his looks. I'm trying to give him. What some, else do we have to do? Trying to give him some credit here because he is a fucking damn good hockey player. A piece of shit. But how do you like it? So it's it's an interesting juxtaposition I'm in. I'm trying to give him credit while bashing him. It's a weird thing. Why do I do it? I don't know. Because we have to cope with the fact that, like, what else are we going to talk about? The Flames don't do I anything. To, I have to hate him. I wish I didn't. I wish I could enjoy him. I wish he was like Sidney Crosby. I know we've said this before, but it'd be nice if he was on a on a team like Washington. You could cheer for Ovi out in the East. Pittsburgh, yeah, it's worked for them. Sidney Crosby's a fucking beauty. No, he's got to play in Edmonton. Beat us every time. Beat us. Beat us in the final... Either embarrass us or beat us in the final three minutes when we think we have the game unlocked. It's just embarrassing. That's why I am. And it how he feels, looks. yeah. I feel like honestly, I've been pretty down in the dumps over this whole. I don't. I don't know. It's been kind of weird. Like we've been pumping out flames content every single day, every single week for like what four years? What's the longest we've been away from? Doing a podcast in the past. This is, the, years. this is this has been the longest. Other than the last month and a half, two months, it's been like maybe a week, maybe two weeks, maybe. And usually I'm like itching and dying. I'm like, hey, we gotta talk about something. Well, the problem isn't us. The problem is the yeah. franchise. It's the state of the franchise. It's a dep- depressing state that we're in. My give a shit meter for this team right now. My usually I'm excited yeah. for October. I'm just like, fuck. I'm gonna watch this fucking garbage again. It's like I have who do, no who I, do we have to watch? <laughs> Uberdo. Bro, I'm still so mad at you. I can't get over it. Can't, yeah. Like until you redeem yourself, you're in my shit list. You don't get the benefit that you had the benefit of the doubt. You haven't 82, seen nothing 82, yet. 82 fucking that was more like 60 games. I pulled the plug. I'm like, I'm done with this guy. But now it's up to you to redeem. You don't just get like blind faith till the day you retire. You do something now. Maybe I'm finally getting old, but and not everybody agrees. Um, no, I know lots of people are. I don't know. Like I feel like maybe, I mean, I guess people are excited. I can't feign excitement though. That's the problem. No. Like you said, usually like last three years, I've been chomping and champing, chomping at the bit to get going. I'm like, can't wait. All summer we're talking about the moves, we're talking about everything, the anticipation coming up, and it's just been. What has it been this off season? I just I'm I'm so uh, checked I'm so checked out. I it's like, been enjoying uh, summer. That's what I've been doing. Floating down the river, <laughs> going to the island, fishing in the ocean, you know, golfing, doing stuff that I enjoy that actually brings me pleasure instead yeah. of brings me, instead was, it brings me pain on a nightly basis. <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, "Oh yeah, are you still doing your podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah, we kind of took a bit of a hiatus." And then I was like, "You know what? I've actually been like a lot happier the last two months. I haven't had this giant cloud. <laughs> this, like looming, over me. this looming depression that just, just doesn't like, ever go away. Or this looming, like not even depression, just this like sense of the weight of the world on my shoulders because this hockey team just like weighs on my mind so much. So in, in that sense, it's been, you're right. It has been enjoyable. I've taken a break from the X app. Wow. What does that do for the old mental health? Dude. 
Well, actually, when I took a break, it was still Twitter. And then it turned to X. I'm like, yeah, I think I might just stay off this thing for a little bit longer. I feel like when I look at that app on my phone, it's like looking back at me. It's literally like peering into the abyss. Peering into my soul. I think they've upped the uh, the software algorithm. Instead of just tracking everything I say and do all day long, it actually looks into my soul. Not only does it track your face movement, it literally is taking like a scan of your it's reading mind, my mind now. body, and soul. So that's been nice. Especially since, dude... Oh, at the state the season was in when it ended, it was just nonstop arguing with anybody and everybody. And it kind of still is, to be honest. Oh, is it? Oh, well, I don't I know. know. Like, I wouldn't know. Funny. I haven't. I've taken a break. It's it's kind of devolved into, and it is funny because, like, you know, you take a break. You know, when you take a break from social media, and you like that first little while is like, you you want to go back on so much, but then after a while, you're just like, why am I? Why do I ever use this service ever? My life is so much better without it. You're just relaxed. Your hormones actually function properly. You're not just constantly in a state of like right. needed dopamine hit. It's crazy. Yeah. You get your serotonin levels just from living life outside. You can like, oh, instead, yeah. <laughs> instead of reading a sentence that you don't agree with and automatically being so mad and pissed off, you have to log in and like make this huge rebuttal and like spend yeah. all night arguing with some stranger who lives in who knows where about some random hockey player on the flames. You can just like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Everybody's got their own opinion. And saying, what's for dinner? You. I'm going to go buy some steak. Instead of being triggered in a state of rage every fucking 10 minutes, you're, you know, like calm and, and feel you're good. Breathing, you're really breathing some mountain air deeply. Oh God. Yeah. I'll be honest, man. I'm uh yeah. Since we started this thing, I have not been not looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to the season starting. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Well, and it's, yeah. What do we have to look forward to here? It's not even that we don't like, and I think part of this is that nothing's been resolved. No. That's what my, I'm just. Nothing has happened. Like like Lindholm is in Calgary. I saw he arrived in Calgary today. Hannafin's here. Like, what? What? What's going on? What do you, like. What is Craig doing? We almost got him on the podcast. I sent him an email and uh, he agreed to come on, said he would love to, but uh, he's been hard nut cracked down since then. And maybe he uh, listened to an episode and that's He probably that's definitely did a quick listen to the last one. Had his PR person be like, hey, is this a safe uh, podcast to go on? They get back like, no, they're probably going to destroy you, rip you to shreds. It'll be nice to you when you're on and then rip you. <laughs> Hey, if you don't suck, you don't get ripped. <laughs> don't suck. Just we be good. Have, we should have tried to get Lucci, John. Now that he's not on the team, maybe he would agree to come on and we could just. So l- let's just do a quick recap of what's happened. So Lucci is, is gone. Is he signed anywhere else? Is he going to play anymore? Yeah. You text me, I think, a few weeks in Boston? ago. Boston? And you were like, yeah, he's in Boston. And you were like. Bro, the Leafs got real? Bertuzzi. <laughs> like, I, I literally haven't been on the internet yeah. in like, yeah, no, four months. <laughs> I, I haven't even been watching great. much highlights. I'm, I'm following the Jays now. That's getting getting interesting. But dude, I was like, I think for like three weeks, I didn't even turn a TV on. Yeah, that's great. The peak summertime, just out and enjoying myself. BC summer. It's been yeah, but yeah, Lucic to Boston. 
Okay, here's kind of what's happened in a rundown. No, I don't remember what. Did he sign a player contract? He signed a contract, and then all the Bruins started retiring. Bergeron's like, oh, Lucic is back. Fuck, I'm out. Oh, yeah, this is crazy. He's like, I'm out. Get me out of here. Um, but what that's Boston. What is Boston doing? I don't know. They're kind of, uh, hey, the Flames should be trying to trade Lindholm there. Like, they need a, they need some centerman or backland or anyone, anybody. Surprised, um, uh, I'm surprised Brad didn't sign him to the Leafs. He tried. Apparently, he tried. So, oh, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> Reeves on a three-year deal wasn't enough. Brad was still dude. Reeves got three, three. Oh, that's risky, isn't it? Honestly, the most int- the most fun for me this off season has not been flame stuff. It's been w- watching Brad. Matt Phillips signed in Washington, um, Fuck. which which sucks ass because you know the Flames just told him to fuck off for six years or however long he was here. Um, uh, Mitch you, sir, you didn't score five goals in 10 playing minutes. You're not good enough. Hey, you know well, that you 30... the a... did you leave the HL? Oh, shit. but how come you didn't do shit in 10 minutes when you play with us? Yeah, remember those third, those 28 total minutes you've played over three games over the past three years? Not good enough, even though definitely, I think... definitely wasn't a player development thing. It's definitely your fault, you piece of shit. Yeah, you're just too small. You're, you're from Calgary, which we don't like. Like the fact that Flames never gave him a uh, game on the sa- Saddle Dome ice with fans is like mind numbingly flames, flamesy, flamesy, mind numbingly just... flamesy. Oh yeah, you know the guy who's from Calgary, who we drafted, who's been ripping it up in the American League. Who everybody wants to see play. Who literally everyone in the whole fucking city wants to see play in the shittiest like what the bubble year where everyone sucked and you're seeing Nordstrom and Lucic and Dominic Simone and Josh Levo and all these plugs play and then last year we're seeing Lucic and and all these guys no yeah but you know to be fair that was our boy Daryl doing that so yeah fuck was he a big problem at the at the end of the day I don't know why he's just too stubborn for his own good but like so stubborn I was just thinking about like that Huberto and Lindholm never played together. Right. <laughs> yeah, like didn't, work for the first, didn't work for the first 12 games. Never trying that again. He was a, you know what? His coaching on ice, his, his bench management last season was fucking brutal, dude. D. Well, dude, Kadri, Lucic, Huberto for like 40, 30 games. And I get it. He's got his own tactic, tactics. Did you watch that uh, Swamp Kings documentary? I don't think so. You have Netflix? Nope. You're too embarrassed to admit it. I would... uh, Illegally stream everything. Okay, well, Swamp Kings is... You know those Untold series? They do the sports documentaries? Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch that, dude. It's about the Florida Gators college football team when they won, like, two out of three championships. And just the coach, um, I forget his name, but he's a maniac, dude. And then these guys just reminded me of like all I could think of it was Daryl Sutter and the Flames, like comparing this guy. Um, and he went meant he like almost like, like went mentally insane because he just didn't know how to deal with the success and go to the next level. He thought he had to keep repeating, but yeah, I would highly suggest watching that. But yeah, it reminded me of Daryl, and it's just like, man, those players back then in that time frame and maybe you know that age group in college still they all have stuff to prove 
the way that they handled um, the intensity and the high bar of like basically they they were trip like you know we were training like we were in the military <laughs> and <laughs> the coach wanted to make it so unpleasant that he wanted guys to quit he wanted to create such a high bar of um you know physical dominance and and excellence and then have that execute on the field that it it worked they beat everybody um but yeah it's just it's interesting because if you look at, and I know that was our biggest beef with the whole Daryl scandal, was like, you fucking pussies. Sure, you don't like the coach, but you you still gave up. At the end of the day, you gave up. You gave up on um, us and your teammates. Yeah, at the end of the day, you fucking gave up because you didn't like the coach. And sure, you know, like, it's one thing if you complete the season, you got to give it your all. You got to you got to do whatever you can to complete the season, then deal with the issue, or maybe you deal with it in season, but you don't fucking give up. And yeah, I know that was both our biggest beef. And we're at the end of the day, we were Daryl supporters, but at the end of the day, we also saw that it wasn't working anymore. But can't blame last season on Daryl, um, even though he had a part in in some of the teams issues but the overall the biggest the, the thing the reason why we didn't make the playoffs was the individual performances of maybe basically two individuals and then just the the team just giving in giving in giving up and then you know you saw in the past eight to ten games oh finally season's over and the coach can be fired cool we're all gonna be so happy this is all gonna be so good next year i don't buy it like you the biggest, the biggest takeaway from me was like, Huberto showed signs of not being mentally, doesn't have it mentally. Like, go watch that Swamp Kings. Yeah, it's like they trained that way physically because they were mentally fucking tough. And if you tried to beat them, they were gonna break you down. Well, and it I didn't think- matter what adversity came at them, they mentally they were gonna rise above it. I just don't see that in this player. I didn't see it in this season, and that was my biggest turn off with him and that's why he's in my shit list until he redeems himself well and i think you know like his his mental problems i think that was like because people everyone watched the games and this is what i was found so stunning about people like watching and being like oh well he's not performing because like oh daryl won't let him be creative or system won't let him do what he wants to do it's like i mean when i watched jonathan huberto this year it was like that's a guy who had like no confidence. He was making no like, right? Like it was just a total mental block for him, a mental hurdle he couldn't get over for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. He just couldn't do it. He could not do anything. Like when he's Which, in overtime me, in against LA and he has a wide open lane to the net and he's like trying to make some fucking terrible between his legs drop pass uh, that leads yeah. to them scoring. Like that's not anything other than a guy who like, I don't know if it's confidence, but somebody who's struggling and cannot get over a mental hurdle. Yeah, which to me is interesting because everybody slumps. Every athlete slumps, and that's part of being an athlete. It's part of being a human being. You got to unslump yourself, right? And you know, every every good coach will tell you just go back to the basics, simplify your game. Don't try the between the legs stuff. Stop spinning around every time you get the fucking puck. Just skate it up the ice. Make the simple plays. So I'm not sure if it was a lack of coaching or a lack of like this guy's. That's my thing. Is like. How old is this guy? How old is he real? Yeah, he's 30 now. 
He's 30, dude. You've played how many years in the league? You've played hockey your entire life. You already know what to do. How many slumps have you been in? You've slumped yourself. You already know. So I don't know what happened. And obviously there wasn't – there is no fucking leadership on the team. That's a better That's the biggest, biggest problem. There's no one helping Hubro through his slump. There's nobody leading him. And, and like, that was the other thing for the Swamp Kings. Um, the coach immediately identified who the leader was. And it wasn't your hit the best player. Uh, it was a guy that played a key position on the team on the defense. Uh, but like he was the leader because he was a guy that he knew would buy into what the coach wanted everybody to do. And again, maybe Daryl didn't see anybody, but come on, man, you got to pick somebody and work with them. It's a chain of communication. So yeah, I think Daryl fucked up in many ways last season. And that was one of them. Like you got to identify who is going to communicate your message and disseminate your message to the team. When the team wants to quit, when they want to quit on the coach, when they want to do their own thing, when they want to create a click, there's got to be, it's, it's a hierarchy thing. It's a line of communication comes down from the coach down to the leader. And he's got to make sure everybody's held accountable and everybody stays in line and everybody works together. And yeah, you're going to have problems and issues and you're going to have losses. But yeah, like there, that was lacking. The mental toughness was lacking. The cohesiveness was lacking. This is a shitty season to watch. And we've addressed it lots, you know, in the, in the closing podcast for the season. It's just like the organization needs to address the bigger issues here, right? Which is what we just talked about. Like, and I don't think they have. So now to me, it's just like, okay, let's roll the dice. That's that's what like this preparation for the next season is to me. Bigger issues. They haven't even addressed the smaller issues. The, no issues. Let's roll the dice and see what happens here. Yeah, it, this is exactly. It's another, well, we'll see. Like, yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's underestimating the things you just talked about and saying, oh, this is all just an aberration of on-ice individual performances, which probably it was for some guys. But yeah, I think... Well, we've you're bang on. We've uh, you know, we broke that down. Like we went through the numbers. Mark Sherman Huberto. If you have five more saves, you have five more key either goals or set up five more goals in overtime, you're in the playoffs. Yeah. And so, yes, you missed the playoffs because of those two individuals, but like there's such a bigger issue there. It's like again, watch Schwab Kings, you'll see what it takes to be a champion. You gotta be you have to be so Mentally tough. You got to have the skill too. I mean, Vegas is a is a good um, indicator of that. But like they 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 battled through. They had their challenges and whatever adver adversement adversity 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 that they battled through. But it's like you didn't see that on this team last year. It was just kind of like meh. Yeah. Well, any the, any adversity. Like, yeah. yeah. Like night after night after night because bold, of all these one goal bold, games. Bold. It's like here's a threshold. All you have to do, someone just break through it. Meh. Here's another threat. We just need one goal, boys. Just one. Meh. This is a limp. Every single time, nobody took charge. Nobody took the ball by the horns. Nobody carried the team over the finish line. And for a number of reasons, there wasn't a appointed leader, and nobody stepped up to be that leader. And I think that, to me, the, the latter is the bigger issue. It's just like, where are the leaders in? Because, I mean, sure, maybe Daryl has a point. He's like, the leader will be revealed. Maybe that's where he was 
or maybe he just wanted to be the leader himself, which, you know, some people um, think is the case. And, you know, I might tend to agree with him a little bit, but we never saw it. Nobody ever, no one ever took it. No one ever grabbed a hold of these control of these games. And that's why you're looking to your highest skilled player to do that. And when they can't do that, it comes down to a mental toughness. And then it just leaves so much to be desired because you're just like, man, this guy's a dud. How many, it's an 82 game season. He left his stamp on how many games? Our best player. And I'm going to give him another chance because what else? I have no option, but. But he is he he's gotta redeem himself. I'm not gonna be cheerleading him. I like I'll try to fucking I'm still just recapping the past season. I mean, I guess I'm not I guess I'm not over it completely, but I'm just not excited right now. Yeah, I'm like anti-excited. I'm not like dreading it. I'm just like I like whatever, like show me. Show me. But like I said previously, like I think this is all being exacerbated and, and made worse by the fact that like they haven't the looming questions are still looming like i guess lindholm and hennepin are gonna be on the team to start the year you know yeah well like, and it's like you always say this have you gotten better no we sure should have it no other teams no other teams in the league yeah, have got they exactly. went out and made a point to get better and they have gotten better the flames have not Although Lucic is gone, so maybe Lucic just, is gone. Maybe by, by, de- maybe by, by de- default, yeah. by default, by subtraction, you're better. Well, and you know, you do kind of feel. I, I, I don't like. I'm not going to sit here and like, um, oh, Conroy's jo- job is so hard. Like that's what Brad always said, and that's like what he. I had a bingo on like Brad's press conference at the least. I was like, you're going to say all these things, like how hard it is to get talent, how hard it is to win, blah blah blah, all the same shit. Believe in the group. It was like nailed all of them. So I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, like his job is so hard. But I do kind of like Brad just left him a, tur- a steaming turd and then dipped. And it's like, hey, deal with this. Bye. Peace out. So you do kind of understand why, you know, he's kind of stuck right now. It's a shitty situation to be in. And then he walks into Toronto with a fucking killer yeah, roster. Exactly. Loaded roster. He's got cap space. He's out there. Oh, but shit, just flinging money. It's just like. Yeah, I'm gonna leave a shit to the situation that I created, and then walk into a fucking gorgeous situation. Yeah, that another guy created. Um, yeah, that somebody else created. I, but I, I love both those signings, man. Bertuzzi and yeah, I, lo- I love. And I love Bertuzzi signing. I don't mind their youth signing either. Um, I know Brad's been after him forever, and oh yeah, he tried to get him back when uh, back in like 2017. Yeah, I, I still think Reeves is an effective player on a roster. Um, if you use him accordingly, I think Sheldon Keefe probably will, but what, uh, he sent a three-year deal for how Oh much? yeah. His deal is like, what? It's over a million dollars. I think. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily hate it. I think the, the three years, but I mean, he's probably deserved three years, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little high, but at least it's not making fucking blue cheech money. I don't know, man. Toronto, uh, who's their goaltender going to be? Sorkin? Yeah. I guess Samsonov. Or, uh, yes, Samsung. Um, they'll be interesting to watch. I think they'll be really good. They're going to be good. They got like, like could they just round out their depth with, with Domi and Bertuzzi? Those are fucking too great. Top nine additions. I they like the, the Bertuzzi signings are really a really good one. The Klingberg one, I don't think that's 
particularly good. He's I don't know, but I don't know. They'll be interesting to watch. Did they did Toronto sign Klingberg? Yeah, they signed Joe. Schmeagle? Is that Schmeagle? Yeah. Ah, what's the what? well he's a good player but you don't like the how much do you get? i don't know the turn it's a one-year deal for four million i think but he's just kind of like i don't think toronto needs another defenseman who can't play defense is all like i, I don't think they lost in the playoffs well, last year look at the fucking oilers man like if you score enough goals you're gonna fucking make at least the second or third round yeah until you run into so you're on a team that can play good, defense, can play both yeah. ends of the rink. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch. I'm man. They better watch Brad win the fucking cup. Is he? Up there, yeah, I don't. Big I don't think. I don't think so, man. You saw. Yeah, I don't think so either. Well, the thing is, is that you and and Riley's out. Well, I like even though I like the Bertuzzi and Dolby editions, I still don't think they're like that much better. Like. Than they were last year. Beliefs? Yeah. yeah. I don't think the additions those... and subtractions really equal out to like, oh yeah, the Leafs are more, are much better. I think they're about the same. I think they're better. But the and this is it, man. We talked about it when we did our playoff coverage, but it was boys versus men. Yeah. When the Leafs played the Panthers, and I get it, the Panthers are rolling at that at that point in that juncture. But you saw it in the finals when they matched up against the, another team full of men. And because, like, until the Leafs make that mental evolution, and it just comes down to the Swamp King fucking analogy, you have to have a mind of a champion, too. You can't just have all the skill of a champion. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what yeah, set Michael yeah, Jordan totally. That's what set Michael Jordan apart, right? He's like, I have the skill, and I'm also going to rip your face off while I execute it. Meanwhile, fucking, you just that clip of Matthews and some guys, you know, <laughs> jaw, you know, giving some little jabs to the chin. He's just sitting there laughing. Yeah. And on on one hand, it's like, oh, that's cool. He's a cool guy, but he's going to have to make that mental evolution. We did. That was the biggest talking point we ever had about Johnny and Monty. And then Chucky came into the fold when he when he kind of took you know was part of that progression, and they did it. They got over the hump. I mean, you don't stop growing just because you're going the you know developing and becoming a better player, and and that's part of it is the mental development. We saw that from Chucky this year. Um, he had an unbelievable regular season because mentally he was like, I'm going to prove myself, um, and then he was he was the con Smythe winner. Oh yeah. If you're, but because you can because your your team got ass kicked in the in the finals, you can't you don't get it. But obviously, you know, for the first three rounds of the playoffs, he was. And um he's making that mental pro- progression. Like if uh what's Florida done in this past season? Because if he's gonna if he's gonna stay healthy next season. He's gonna be on our level, dude. He's just he's just entering his prime, and he's figuring out the mental game, and he's taken leadership. He's taken the leadership position of that team, something that we were fucking begging for to happen here in Calgary. But no, couldn't be a riot. Better better uh, nip that in the bud. We don't want to fucking follow his lead. Well, I'll just kind of relate this back to like the Huberto um, 
thing is like because this is kind of what like and Daryl said as much and like this season where it was like and even mentioned because he kept talking about Gaudreau and Kachuk he was like you know like those guys those two guys were the guys who made the mental shift and did grow into the leaders on and off the ice of that team and that's why they had so much success that year and not only individual success but team success like you know they made that switch they said we're doing this we're grabbing the balls we're grabbing the balls of this team and we're going forward right and you saw that yep 100%. You know, that, was the, that was the best that was the best hockey johnny Gaudreau's ever played in his life and in essence that is a coaching tactic yeah and that's what he was trying to get those guys to do last year and yeah, that's like, they weren't really doing it daryl's like i'm gonna leave this open to whoever wants to take yeah. take it like i'll i'll hold the container you decide and they did they took it they stepped up and then Kind of the opposite happened this this past year. Yes, so, nobody, nobody really shit. stepped up and and took it. Nobody, the guys you needed to didn't. I think. No, I and I and I know we talked about it, discussed it, but from Huberto's perspective, it almost seemed like uh, he was waiting. He was yeah. waiting to yeah. waiting waiting to be selected or waiting to to bide his time like a rookie does before. It's like, dude, you you're not a rookie. Well, exactly. You're and the new guy. Take take it. And I I heard, yeah, Rasmus was on with Elliot Friedman for like a brief interview when they were doing their European tour, and he was he was talking about how like the guys in the room saw Backlund as the captain, but Backlund was like, well, I'm not the captain, so I can't act like the captain. Which like, okay, I I understand, break, but dude. but hey, you can do things on the ice, right? That's right. Prove it on the ice. Well, Backlund was the on ice leader. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes, other guys, yes other unfortunately. Guys, prove it on the, the ice. The guy, the guy with half as much skill as the other guy was the on ice leader. That's a fucking problem. Yeah. Big problem. That will always be a problem. So, but then, like, how great of a leader is Backlund then? If he can't, if he's, you know, the unappointed leader. The un, like the unsung leader, then why can't he get Huberto's game back up? Is he that great of a leader then? Like if if everything was between the years with Huberto, and I I happen to think ninety eight percent of it was, other than that oh, massive yeah. shit he had to take that one game when he had to leave, but <laughs> then it's just like, dude, you're not actually. You are a leader for sure. You've been around this league. You know the drill. You know what the preparation needs to look like. So yes, you are a leader, but. It's that championship mentality that we all crave as fans. That's all we really that's all we really want to see. We want to see our boys get into that mind state where they're just enter every game like we're gonna fuck you up. Well that's 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 what we crave. And so when you get a limp dick fucking, you know, 75% of the season and you the game the games. Dude, 75%, at least, maybe 85% of those games were all just sitting right there, ripe cherry on the tree, ready to get fucking, just ready for the taking, and no one fucking took it. Well, yeah, it was the microcosm of the season, that game, where they finally somehow miraculously claw back, where they can overtake Winnipeg. You have Chicago on the schedule. It's right there. Fuck. Lose. Pathetic effort. Pathetic that was the microphone. You're playing the, the worst team in the league at that point. Or bottom three. Yeah. Can't yeah. beat them. They've already beat you twice. 
you'd think you'd go back to some game tape and see uh, yeah like that see like that then reminds me of like why i have so like i'm so like not into this season coming up and like hey maybe they're gonna be great and do really well but it's like i just keep thinking about that when it was right there and the same group of guys is coming back and it's like i saw what you did when the chips were down and you did nothing and a huge bummer and where's to fully Fully went to New Jersey, who is absolutely so, stacked woo! right now. That is awesome, dude. That might yeah. be a fucking great team. To watch. That might be one of the best trades of the last few years. That, that is a great. That'd be a great team to watch. Yeah, yeah, so and our, our, our actual best player last season, yeah, is gone. Is gone. And so yes, no. By subtraction, we got worse. I think they're not as good. I think you're just betting that. I think at this point you're just you're betting on the the Flames record of like in uh inverting expectations where it's like every year we think they'll they're going to be good they they suck every year we think they're going to suck they're going to be good. Hey everybody football is back in full swing with another week of epic games and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for all the action. DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Welcomes new customers to bet $5 on football and get 200 bucks instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-QUADRUPLE-7 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas... 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Back to the show. Um, well, what if Marshall <laughs> has a... Well, yeah, exactly. this all this all hint if this team with even like, let's say you you exclude Lindholm and Hannafin and the huge looming question marks that they are, even though you can't really do that. Let's do that for a second. This is a bubble playoff team unless you're it hinges on Markstrom and Huberto being elite players. Well, again, it's a team, it's a team or, that wasn't good enough to make the playoffs that got yeah. worse in the offseason. Yeah, exactly. So you do the fucking math. And you're just hoping that, like, oh, new coach gives you enough of a bump to be to well, be better. And, and, and that's, sh- yeah. And the horrid individual performances aren't horrid. So it's kind of, it's just such a weird, it's such a roll, weird spot because it's roll not the like, dice. Roll yeah, the and it's, dice. it's worse than roll the dice because it's like you're rolling like a 64 sided dice because it's like, well, or you're just, you're trying to win at the casino. Roll it yeah. Days. Oh, totally. Because like, what are you gonna do with Lindholm and Hannafin? Like, I just don't understand how this hasn't been dealt with. And I know, like, oh, the market's been shitty. And hey, maybe this like overpatient approach show like proves to be the right way to go about this, and it gets resolved. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way to go just yet. Because like, Me. the way I look at it is like, like I said, like I do kind of feel bad for Conroy. And like, 
you know, like I, I understand not just like trading guys for the sake of trading them, but I think the over patience has kind of like got this off season off course because like, Hey, you look at it in sequence, right? It's like, I feel like if you had been aggressive with trading Hannafin right off the bat, oh, instead God. of like announcing your intentions to deal with these seven UFAs and everybody knows what you're going to do. And then you kind of just wait it out a little bit. Like if you had kind of tried to send me like, this is just, I don't know. This could be total bullshit. It feels like by waiting, you let the market get set. You let the market set and the market sucks. You could have maybe tried to beat the market, you know, with a Hannafin trade. Or I don't think <laughs> dragging this out with Lindholm has been the best idea, right? It's like the guy has been humming and hawing about getting 72, what, 72 million? The, the reported offer is like, yeah. The claims have been offering eight to nine million over eight years, and he's like, eh, I don't know, we'll see. And he's still on the team. I don't know well, if that he's really gonna play, he's gonna play with Hubert Hill. Like, you know, that's gonna happen, maybe, or maybe Daryl is speaking truth when he's like, he doesn't like his line. So, you but gotta you think, think that he would, but I mean, like, if you had been like, I feel like the and again, this may be proven wrong, and I hope it's proven wrong. But it's like, it, it feels like if you had traded Hannafin, just like, bang, gone, went to Lindholm and said, okay, July 1 is your deadline. If you're, if it's a no, yeah, it's a no, we're moving you for a haul. And I think that's what kind of bummed me out about the Toffoli trade too, was like, Toffoli ended up having to ask for a trade. And it's like, it kind of got to that point because you were like prioritizing dealing with Hannafin and Lindholm and Toffoli gets to a point where he's like, yeah, I don't feel like you're prioritizing me. So I'd like to be traded. So you kind of like humming and hemming and hawing force you to have to trade lower on to Foley than you probably would have liked. In my opinion. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't kind of like they've been stumbling around like in the dark, like trying to figure out what to do. And they haven't really had a solid plan and the execution has been meh. And now it's like, there's even more question marks than ever. And it's the, the preseason starts in like two and a half weeks. Lindholm's still here. Hannafin's still here. What happens if you are good, you're going to trade those guys. If you're bad and they're not performing well, you're going to get shit return for them. Like, it's just a really weird situation. What did you think of um, the return for DeFoley? I personally like the timing of the trade because I think, um, I don't think he's, I, I think Daryl brought the best out of him and he's yeah, playing, oh, a, he's totally. playing a, he's playing a top line role last year. He's not, I don't think he's top line caliber on no way um you know heading into season 2024 on you know on any team that's above mediocre um or you know medium skilled but i just think daryl him and daryl clicked they had a good thing going on they always have and um i think daryl really got he really extracted all of the everything out of that orange last season um but what do you think of the the return? I think what the return showed, like I said, I, I was a bit displeased that it got to the point where he like kind of, you put yourself in a position where you had to accept maybe less than you were hoping to get because he had requested a trade. Um, and also like it just reiterated how, how badly they fucked up not trading some of these guys at the trade deadline, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you look at what freaking Nashville got for some of their guys, like what would you have got for Toffoli at the trade deadline? The freaking predators got well, a whole least, draft class for Tanner Janot. First, at least a first. I know you would have just made out like a bandits. So that's what was reiterated to me. It was just like, holy shit, you could have absolutely 
nailed these out of the park at the trade deadline, but you're so goddamn stubborn. You just didn't. So it was fine. I was hoping they'd get more. I I was hoping you'd get like a second at least out of it. Or I was thinking you'd be getting a first and a player. It was yeah. my expectation. Yeah, or at least a fucking second. Yeah. And I think Sharon Govich is an interesting player. The thing the thing Always, I kind of yeah. am like hesitant about is like the deal they signed him to, which kind of confused me a bit because like I mean, I see the value in getting a guy like Sharon Govich is that you want to buy up some years that he's probably going to have surplus value in. Like he's, he's kind of like, I mean, I think maybe Dubé with maybe a bit more upside. Um, so it's like you, you sign him to the deal they signed him to is walks him right to UFA, which I mean, that's okay. But if like, if he's the player you think he's going to be and you hope he's going to be, what is he going to score 20, be a 20, 30 goal guy? Well, then you're just going to try and extend him if if it's starting to trend that way. I guess right? you you try to extend him pro- proactively like next year, but it's still going to end up costing you more than it would have if you had bought like, I was hoping for like a, a four or five year deal in like the four and a half ish range. It's kind of like when they were screwing out with Mangiapane. It's just like, just give him a longer term deal on a lower AAV because you're going to have to pay him. And now he's making like six plus million dollars. So it just is like, I kind of wish they had like, it, it was just an odd contract to me where it's like, okay, there's no risk, but there's very little reward unless you can get him right. signed next year. So unless you're hoping to get back to hoping and praying again. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, well, if he is what you think he's going to be, you're going to have to pay him a lot of money when you could have just, you know, locked him in for a few years. So yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like reiterating kind of like the short term. Like we don't know, really know what this team is going to be. We'll see in a couple of years. So, so to reiterate, how many? What's his deal currently? Sharing so he signed a two-year deal that pays him three and what three and a quarter, three point one million dollars AAV for the next two years. So okay. he will be a UFA in twenty twenty-five. And what's his age? He's twenty-five. He's the same. He's the exact same age as Dubé. I've seen some of his highlights. He's a big boy, right? He's, He's got a good shot. He's a sniper for sure. What position is he? Uh, he's played like all three. He's, he's a left-handed shot, so I mean, he probably would slot him in on the left wing, but he's played played right side too. He played with Jack Hughes a little bit over the past What do you mean? Years. He can't play both both wings. <laughs> it's one or the other. What's going to happen to his game, man? I keep seeing that as like a thing. Where, oh, or you like this player. He's versatile. He plays all... He plays both wings. I'm like, okay, why can everybody except our ten and a half million dollar guy play both wings? Um, and then what else came back? Was it uh so you got a third round pick, um, which you used to select Adar Sunyev, which is actually a pretty good pick. So I think this trade will be obviously like we'll see in a few years because you know I was moping about the third round pick, but the guy they picked with the pick this pretty good player. So, um, you know, if he turns into a decent, legit prospect, it kind of improves. It improves what looks like on paper, a pretty underwhelming return for a guy who was easily your best player last year. Yeah. I saw kind of mixed reviews on, on the X app. Don't yeah. I think me. when, I think when it happened and like, I was definitely in this camp, I was like brutal, terrible trade. 
Well, a lot of people were on the other side of the fence too. It's both. It's, it's pretty even. Yeah, I think it's okay. I I think at the end of the day, it's just kind of this is just where I'm at. It's like I I obviously everybody you know I'm on the rebuild train, and it's like I feel like the Flames. I don't even know if I feel like this. The Flames should be getting players like blue chip prospects. Like I, I didn't, I don't think what this team needs is another Dylan Dubé who's like 25 and like, Hey, he might be good. Right. We're not quite sure. It's like what this team really needs, especially heading into the draft that was really deep is like young, like 18, 19, 20 year olds and draft picks. But it's like, we're going to get younger. Yeah. Well, not that young, you know, medium young. Yeah. Just middle like, of the pack young. It's just like a nom. It's like, oh, we got younger nominally just by age. Like in terms of function, it's just like, hey, he's still, you know, I just, I, I, I felt the team doesn't need to be collecting more Dubes, guys who have struggled to establish themselves in the league and are 25 years old at this point. So you're, you're hoping, what you're hoping is that he has like, you're hoping that this is an opposite Sam Bennett where it's like, okay, there's a guy who's kind of struggled the organization that drafted him for a bit and he pops off here or, or you, you hope for like a Lindholm. It's like, he wasn't very, he couldn't pop in Carolina gets, gets here, plays with a guy like Gaudreau. Maybe if Sharon Govich is playing with Huberto, he pops off. That's what you're hoping for. How's Johnny's offseason going? Sounds like he's having a pretty good time. Oh, it must be. Eh? Just a he's been, I keep seeing pictures of him. Manji's been visiting his place out there. They were playing baseball together. Yeah, this is still best friends. Yeah. Yeah, he's still best friends with everyone. Just maybe, maybe Connie will trade him back. Eh? Connie well, loves that, him. That was their thing. It was like, fuck, you could you could get what a king's ransom from Columbus. Oh, Easy yeah. well, for Lindholm. <laughs> Which hey, maybe they still should. Maybe they'll still do. Like well, I've he- I've heard that internally the Flames. But this is the thing though that like, how can you trust this? I've heard that they do have like an internal commitment to trading Lindholm and Hannafin in season. At a certain point, no matter okay. how well they're doing in the standings. Well, then you know they're going to be real on the fucking cusp. Then rear but on exactly, that, like, on what that. happens when that happens, right? And it's like, yeah. what happens if you come out gangbusters and you're absolutely flying and you're like, fuck, we're like, what if you're 30 games in and you're the best team in the West by some miracle? You know what there needs to be? And maybe some teams, the good ones, already have this. Um, from an analytic point of view, there should be a team trending I think Money Pucker, one of these, one of these groups outfits, do it anyways. There should be an in-season, um, you know, algorithm for which direction your team is trending in, and it should be quantifiable in terms of we're projected to to at the rate we're playing right now, we're projected to finish with X amount of points. Yeah. And they got to take that to another level. It's so seriously and factor that in, like whatever this little, you know, measurement they've given themselves by whatever certain point in the the season it's going to be, however many games remaining, wherever you are in the standings. If you're right there, then you better fucking be trending heavy because, and there's, there's enough analytical data as well in terms of like, well, what's the actual odds that you're going to jump frog two more teams, even if you're trending you know, in this direction, they probably do have that. You think? Oh yeah, they, they have well, models. Okay, well, and... well, yeah, and then and then you have GMs that just believe in the group over top of any fucking model, <laughs> or even the fucking eyeball tests. You know, 
Oh, he's dead. Uh, we can do it. Let's get Brett Ritchie. Hey, hey, Brad, this guy actually died last night. Still believe. Believe he's gonna come back. He'll make it. Dude, it's so funny that it's pretty much absolutely guaranteed now that Daryl put Richie in the shootout to say fuck you to Brad. Oh, one hundred B. Come so on, funny. Richie. <laughs> well, and you know what? Maybe it's one of those things where, yeah, as a fan that you're grasping on the final straw, you just just can we just make the playoffs? And then there's a fucking hope in hell, and you never yeah, really and, know. And I think what I think. I've just kind of been thinking about this a little bit because it's like, obviously, I think there's a big group of us who are just like, could you just rebuild? God damn it. Just for crying out loud. Like, just do it. And I know people are getting sick of hearing that. And I know they won't. I'm not an idiot. But okay, well, like, let's put that aside for a bit. It's like, you know what you like? You look at, okay, like, you look at some of the really important players on this team and, and how they were acquired, like, I think of Anderson specifically, Rasmus Anderson. It was like, he was acquired in a trade where, you know, and I think this is one of the things Brad did well, which was like trading guys at the deadline for draft picks, you know? Like you got Dubé, you got the draft pick that became Rasmus Anderson because you're making trades at the deadline for guys who are expendable. Like the Curtis Glencross deal he made that first year when like the Flames made the playoffs that year, but he still traded them. And you got some stuff back that you ended up turning into Lindholm and Hannafin down the road. It's like, yeah, because the, because the making the playoffs was a bonus. Yeah. Like that's where some of these decisions, it's like, that's what the flames need to be committed to where it's like, Hey, it doesn't yeah. matter if we're kind of in the playoff hunt, we need to trade backland as a UFA. We yes. need to trade yeah. some of these guys because it's going to have like the, the return on investment on those trades is so much higher than, Oh yeah, we made the playoffs yeah. and got swept in the first round. Yeah. It's just like Yeah, stick to the plan. Even if you see early success, you can't blow your load too early. Otherwise, you know, you're most likely gonna shoot yourself in the foot. Totally. It has to be more stick to the plan than than anything. And that's why, you know, I think most of us are kind of just left like, oh man, I don't know what's gonna happen because at this point they're pretty much waiting on Lindholm to do a vibe check in training camp to see if he's gonna sign a $72 million deal. And then I guess we'll roll the dice and see. Hopefully somebody offers us something good enough for Hannafin to take. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I just hope they have, they need to have the wherewithal. And I mean, that's why I guess at this point, you kind of give Conroy and his staff the benefit of the doubt. It's like they haven't proven to do otherwise. It's like, you hope they stick to their plan. Well, I think the, I think Hannafin's in the same boat as Bertifoli was. I think you, the highest probably the highest you can sell on him is now because i yeah. i think he's the same in the same boat he became the best defensive version of himself that we've seen yeah um which opened the game up offensively for him under daryl's system and i think a lot of that is attributed to daryl and his system that he incorporated i guess the husker one should be fairly similar anyways but i don't think half is going to be as good this year as he was last year even though or maybe maybe everybody was right He's only he's only twenty eight now, or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> he only right? needs a couple. He only needs like a thousand more games, and then he'll be. But good. maybe, well, maybe he is going to peak late, uh, and maybe that's what we're seeing. Uh, but even still, it's just I don't know. I I personally, at this rate, because of how long that's gone, I hope that they don't re- they don't do anything with Lindholm yet, because if uh, I don't know if you're not in a playoff spot. 
he's a player, hopefully he's having a good season by that point, you should be able to get a big return for him well, at the deadline. Yeah, like, I mean, let's walk through the Lindholm thing a little bit. Like, okay, because the reports are, like, they've rolled out the red card. They've offered him this huge eight-year deal, reportedly worth between, like, eight and a half and $9 million a year. I think that's a really bad idea, but whatever. Like, let's say he accepts that. Wouldn't he have already? Yeah, you'd think so. You'd think that would be a sign, right? Of be like, hey, well, well what's he waiting if, if he ha- if he hasn't, then what's he waiting for? Yeah, like is he just gonna do a vibe check in the in the training camp? Be like, yeah, oh, sure. Like he's not he's not gonna do it. If he hasn't done it yet, he won't do it. Like I don't. Th- if you're Lindholm, like dude, the ball's on this guy to be like turning that down. That's got to give him props for that. Hey, yeah. <laughs> As an almost thirty year old, so like you walk into, let's say he signs. And you suck this year and you don't make the playoffs. And now you have four guys who are 30 making accounting for like $35 million against your salary cap for the next six to eight years. And Hubert O'Caudry, Uyghur and Lindholm. Yikes. Yeah. What if he doesn't sign and he plays really shitty? Well, that would maybe be good. Maybe that drives his price down. I don't know. What if he doesn't sign and he is exceptionally well and he wants does exceptionally well and he wants more money and he won't sign like it's just such a weird it's just well, it's just like made, so weird that they're not dealing with this i know like, you made the you made the point you gotta it's risk versus reward what's your biggest risk with Len home and what's the biggest reward and i think the risk really outweighs the reward it's the not risk. even close like what's your biggest reward that that he is, is a 50 goal scorer, 40 goal scorer. Has what a is his career high? Elias Lindholm. How, like, he hasn't scored 40, has he? I think or he scored he 40. Didn't... He scored 40 the year Johnny and Chuck scored 40. Yeah, because we had we had like four or five, four goal three scorers, 40 goal scorer. That's not going to happen again. That was an offensively gifted team. Right? Like, with previous to that playing, season, playing his highest, his, he was like, he's he's only scored, scored 30 goals once. How many did he have last year? 22 last year. That's it. 22 goals. That's right? it. So it, your, your max value reward is that him and Huberto play together. If he signs and they find chemistry similar to what Gaudreau and Lindholm had and they, and Huberto bounces back and they put together two to three really good seasons, which is like pushing it for guys who are going to be like 31, 32, 33. Exactly. And, and, and even that, and is that enough to get you where? Yeah, to get you where? Like the, a playoff round win, maybe? Like what happens when you're bumping into Edmonton? Right? And when that you're gonna get fucking destroyed. You've already got destroyed. And and by, even by Skeletor and Co. Skeletor, even, Skeletor and Mopey McMoperson are gonna destroy you. Even the even the highest reward, which is that probably would be it. And like yeah. I think I think Lindholm will age okay, like, he's a good enough player. Like, I know I've been kind of more of the Lindholm critic and everybody nails me to the cross for that. And I do kind of have a blind spot towards, like, these Swedish guys who, like, part of their value is that they usually age pretty good because they're smart players. So I understand that. And if you didn't have these other guys on your team making so much money for so long, I wouldn't be as opposed to this. Yeah. But it's like... But it comes think, back to the it comes back to the championship pedigree. What's, yeah. what's the goal? Are you trying to make the playoffs? Or win a fucking championship. Or or are you trying to, like, just even, like, I think maybe this extends further. It's like ownership feels they've been burned, so they want to, like, 
yeah, guys want to play here. We're going to keep Lindholm too, you know, but I, even the biggest reward, you get three or four really good years out of Huberto and Lindholm kind of hinges also on hoping Huberto bounces back. You, you're kind of stuck in this, like, well, he can't get worse, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can I you? Hope, I, hope I don't not. think. I, I don't even think he can be as bad as but, he was last but season. Even so, you're kind of stuck in this like sunk cost situation where it's like, well, we already have Huberto on the books, so we may as well just keep Lindholm around too and just hope Dude, that they can figure it out. It's like going to the casino and being exactly. Like, it's okay, bet, I lost two, I lost two hundred dollars already, yeah. so I'm gonna fucking pull out five hundred. Oh fuck, I lost that. Yeah. Okay. Double I got, down. Uh, it's okay. I got twenty grand left in my bank account. Yeah. And by the time you're like ten grand in. You got 15 grand left. Like, yeah, let's fucking try it all. Huh. <laughs> I'm broke. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well. It just, like, yeah, the whole thing, just, just the the risk is, yeah, outweighs well, the reward so much. Yeah. And, and also, you have to balance that with where are you in perspective of whatever your plan is. Yeah. And we're not even, there is no fucking plan. There's no plan so, at this point. That's why it's just like rolling a dice. It's a fart in the wind. We don't know what to expect. This is, yeah, I think you got a valid point of like the reason why fans want to see a rebuild is because they want to see something with structure done properly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where there's a clear cut goal and you can start from scratch so that you don't have to fucking hope and pray that all the mistakes that you've made that have led to where you are now don't continue to haunt you. And it's not like this endless off season that we seem to have every year where it's like, are we good? I don't know. We don't know what to expect. What's going to happen this year? Well, I guess if that yep. guy bounces back, we're going to be okay. But Dude. then what? What's okay? Make the playoffs and lose? Dude, there were analysts picking the Calgary Flames to win the Stanley Cup before last season started. Yeah. Win the Stanley Cup. And now we're going to start this season. There's going to be analysts picking us to miss the playoffs. It is. It's a fucking, you know, it's a never-ending And hockey is like that. But the good teams in the league, you know, well, like everyone always... keeps saying like, oh, well, look at Vegas. It's like Vegas is a Vegas is an exception to the rule. Yeah, but like you always say, it's like, are you getting better? And this is in season and this is also longer term too, season over season. Which direction is the team heading? Why is it perpetually you're always kind of flip flopping back yeah. and forth? We're never really heading in one direction or the other. Just flatlining. Well, it's just a right, like, well, they go from winning the division to missing the playoffs to winning the division to missing the playoffs. It's like that's happened two so times you, in the last five years. Can't beat Chicago three times in one year and you miss the playoffs because of it. Yeah. So I don't know. And like, just the like on the Lindholm thing, like, you know, like everyone keeps all the the people who are like pro Lindholm. I get it, but it's like, oh, the cap is going up. So, like, that doesn't change the fact you're going to have a shit ton of money tied up in old players throughout their 30s, throughout their entire 30s. Like, you're just, you're heading down the San Jose Sharks path. That's what, yeah. and it's it's like you know it, and it's like they're still doing it. It's like yeah. everybody, you don't even need, like, you know, a lot of these times when you look back and you're like, yeah, well, probably shouldn't have done that. It's like, you can look back on the Hubert Oak extension and be like, yeah. 2020 hindsight's 2020 at the time we were like yeah that's you had to do it at least you're going for it like this one isn't going to be something you look back and oh man 
we really expected that contract to work out the Lindholm one. It's going to be one where you look back and be like, everybody knew this was trouble. Yeah. The, the probability of it not working out is way high. So why are you throwing all your eggs in that basket? Like, and it's just, it's yeah. Like other teams are all starting to do this. Go, go with the flaw. Like Jake Sanderson in Ottawa just signed an eight year deal at like 8 million per all, all the teams who have like these young players are now doing the opposite of what the flames did with Matthew Chuck, which is like, you're paying these guys early. You're locking them up for their entire primes. And it's like, meanwhile, the flames are overpaying guys who have already played their best hockey. They're still yeah. doing that. Yeah. It's like, that's okay. going to lead. And, to- they, <laughs> and they even just said, they're going to stop doing it in the off season. Meanwhile, no. they're still doing it. I know. And it's like, like I said, everyone who's like, oh, well, the cap's going to go up. It's like, yeah, it's going to go up, but that's an inflation. Like, everything else is going to go up, too. Like, yeah, everybody's cap goes up. You think yeah. Rasmus, you think, okay, like, let's say, yeah, cap goes up to 100 million. Rasmus Anderson, let's say Rasmus Anderson is named captain and is like, emerges into a legitimate top 10 defenseman in the NHL over the next three seasons. And then he's 29 or whatever he's going to be when his contract expires. And the caps at 105, 110 million or whatever it'll be at. You think he's going to be like taking not the, a huge proportion of the cap? I think he's going to be like, yeah, I don't, I, I deserve six million dollars, not ten and a half million dollars. Yeah. Everybody, by the time these guys are still making that much money and and not producing the value relative to their contracts, you're still going to need to sign guys. Like, what if all your young players like? What if Wolf and Coronado and Sharangovich, just three guys, what if those guys are, let's say those guys are phenomenal over the next two and a half, three years, and you get to a point in three years where you want to sign them long-term on big money deals. And there's all your cap space. It's gone. It's in in 35-year-old Huberto. It's in 34-year-old Lindholm. It's in 37-year-old, right? So it's just like, man. What's uh what's left on Markstrom's contract? Markstrom still has three years left. Oh, six million. Wow. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, Juju, right? So but is uh Vladar signed to elsewhere? Vladar has one two years left at two point two. So he's still around for now. I mean he's so, he like he's somebody who you could probably trade pretty easily. Like and you can't, I, you yeah. can't keep Wolf in the A forever, man. Like it's, I think it's time. I I agree that it's time and, this year. And I do too. And if not, then it has to be next year. Yeah. And he has to get games this year. Like here's how I would go about Wolf. Like the, I, we said, Huberto. Like if Huberto bounces back and either Markstrom gets his shit together or a Wolf comes onto the scene and is awesome, those are really the only two ways you're going to be anything. Well, remotely way, close to a contender. Either way, Wolf should be backing up. Yeah. Because. If or maybe you keep three around for a bit. It but sounds Mark, like there's going if Markstrom's, three. If Markstrom's gold, then Wolf's yeah probably going to be a, a, a you know perfectly fine backup. Perfect backup. The way if Markstrom's ass, then you want to start progressing Wolf yeah as hard as you can. Totally yeah. Not over progressing obviously, but you got to treat that as a more serious situation. I think yeah. I think you have to have a really solid outline of figuring this out early. It's like you try to work Wolf into some games, and if he if he's great, then I you better not hesitate on giving him right. And again, you don't want to just like throw him in there, 
But if he proves it's like halfway through the season and he's played a handful of games and he's been great and Markstrom has not, then it's like, okay, Wolf's getting a run and we're going to try this out. Regardless, he needs a minimum of five stabs at it this season. Probably between five and ten. You want to give him five to ten shots to, you know, work a little magic. Because that's only going to benefit his confidence and his development. I mean, you got you got to start throwing him in the net. Like, yeah, it has to start to happen. He can't. He's not. What is he going to do? Like have a nine fifty eight save percentage in the AHL again this year? Whoop de do. Like he's done everything he can do there. Then then he just becomes the next fucking. And he becomes um, Phillips. The next Matt Phillips leads the league. Whoop de do. Didn't make yeah. our team. <laughs> oh, leads the league. Go whoop de do. Never played for our team. But, you know, this whole thing of, you know, projecting, you know, players and where we're going to be in the next five or whatever years, there's got to be, and maybe they do this. I mean, the smart ones probably do. Um, I'm sure Dubas, he analyzes all sorts of situations, but it's almost like you need to simultaneously build two teams. Totally. You got to always be building your backup team or your your future team. Um and I think it's a percentage split based on how good your team currently is, right? But I think you, you're right, right now, you should be 60-40 or I don't even know what the magic number is. You should be building more of your future team right now than your current team in the current situation of the results we've seen. Yeah, totally. And and that's why I think the Lindholm thing is such like, it's such, uh, I don't even know what, like an albatross where it's like, you're going to spend, you're going to preemptively spend the money that should be going to other guys in two, three, four, five years. You're already spending that. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and like this was this was our biggest problem way back when with the Chuck thing is like when it came time to sign him, his money was already spent on guys who probably shouldn't have even been on the team. Period. And, Fact. Yeah. And those guys were there in the short term. Like those were deals that were done in a year or two or like Lucic was like four. It was like, now you're you're going to be spending that money to guys into the future for like eight years. It's like Coronado's money, like your team in three years, all that money is already gone to guys who are in their mid thirties now. Yeah. So it can work. I'm not saying, oh, the flames are going to like, you know, but I'm just saying like, I think, I think if any fan base or any team in the league should be wary of like overpaying a lot of old guys at the expense of this is the guys is the, the team that yeah. just fucking the got team burnt that's on been it. doing it for way too long and has had like no playoff success in the last 30 years i think you're right i think at the end of the day daryl throwing <laughs> dude you know it so is <laughs> daryl throwing richie into the shootout as the final shooter he knew Daryl knew at that point that this team didn't mentally have what it took to to do anything in in the current status of that season. He just knew. Think you got that's the thing. Like the Swamp Kings, dude. Seriously, watch it. Um, there's a pedigree, a mental pedigree of championship champions, championship winning teams, and Daryl has been there, so he knows. He knows, and he just knew this team was not going to do fuck all that season given the individuals and the state they were in. And so even if you kept your playoff hopes alive for six more hours or until you play another shitty team, um, he just probably knew. And it's just like, yeah, 
here's your here's your boy, Brad. The other Richie. Here's your savior. Here's the second Richie. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, you gotta you want to wrap it up with uh, kind of your overall state of the off season currently. I mean, we've talked a lot about last season. We've talked a lot about the off season. We talked a lot about the upcoming season. Mostly just you know from a player roster standpoint, player personnel standpoint, and you know projecting what probably should happen and where they're kind of stuck on things, but what's kind of like your, your well, overall synopsis on it. I think like right now, I can't imagine that the players and they would never say this, but, and I know there's like a lot of positivity from guys like Weger or Hubert or whatever, like, Oh, we're going to bounce back. But I can't imagine like all this uncertainty, like think of how much it's affecting the fan base mentally. Like, oh God. It can't, it can't be like the team can't be, feeling great about it when it's like all these questions what are you talking about bounce back season bro balloons it's like what do you think what do you think is gonna be the talk bro who knows out there blowing balloons bro what do you think the talking point is gonna be every single night for the first two months of the season if lindholm and hannafin are still around bigger balloons that's all it takes just get a bigger just get a bigger balloon it's just (laughs) he should be blowing up fucking uh those yoga balls assist balls (laughs) yeah that's actually hard but what that's what about? the talking Blown point's going to be. Yeah. Right? Like, that's it. That's going to be a distraction. I can't see how it wouldn't be. Yeah. Like, I mean, remember, ball... when, remember when it was just Goudreau? That, yeah, I guess Chuck needed a contract too, but Goudreau was the UFA. And it was like, yeah, I guess we can park it because it's one guy. But it's like, there's just so much uncertainty that it's like, you know, like, if this thing gets off the rails or they have a tough start, it's like, just going to be a mess it feels like so i just have this it's not even depression like i started off saying i was like bummed out down in the dumps depressed have no excitement it's just uncertainty is the killer in, in life right well here's where i'm at from a reality spec perspective how many good players do we have on this team yeah we have some good players right you got rasmus anderson good player manjapani um, Uyghur. we got we have good players the blue line, players? the blue line is great. Well, how many great players do we have on this team? I think you look at great player like the blue line, Uyghur. Yeah, but is he is he really in the great category of great? I think he if could. you're looking, if you're look, I don't care about could be. Everybody could be. I could be great. I could be the <laughs> fucking. I could be a great GM. Why don't you, you to could, call me Jerry you, the Great? You could be a great GM, Jerry. Currently, right now, how many great players do we have? The answer is zero. Yeah. We don't have a great player. And that's the reality of it. And that's where I'm at heading into this season. Um, uh, uh, you know, two seasons ago, different story. We had two great players. And we had two more players, maybe three on the cusp of being great. I don't give a fuck about could be, because you know this. The show me sports, show me league. No matter what you could be. It doesn't matter what Huberto could be. Fucker had 60 whatever points last season. He, has, he now holds the NHL record for biggest drop-off in points from one. I don't give a fuck what you could be. He he could have broke 100 points last season. Sure as shit didn't. You know, Lindholm and him could have been a dynamic duel. Lindholm could have had 50 goals last season. Sure as shit didn't. So the reality of it is the reality you're like, we don't have to talk about what, what could be, what might happen. It's just like, okay, right, right now, snapshot in time, we have good players. We do. We got a handful of really good, really good players. 
I don't think we have one great player currently on this roster. And that could change by season end, but a lot of things have to happen. I mean, that's a big butt. How come everybody knows such a big butt? That's a pretty big matzo ball out there. So that's where I'm at. Um, and again, I think that's where you're at too, because you're sitting here being like, why doesn't the management recognize this? And A and B, manage the team accordingly. So until uh, there's more clarity on, you know, both those things, like it's going to be, like you said, it's, I don't know, roll the dice. Yeah. It's like Schrodinger's cat experiment. It's just like, yeah, the flames that could be good. They could be bad. Don't know. But they most likely won't be great. The up, the upper limit is everything going right. is probably like you make the playoffs, right? Well, or if you scratch and claw, but we didn't see much scratching and clawing last season. Didn't see any. Yeah. And again, like I said, like the Flames always seem to have this weird thing of like inverting expectations. That's been the constant. That's been the only constant. Every time we're like, fuck. We're good. They're not, they're terrible. It's like you go into that bubble season after winning the Pacific Division. You're like, yeah, we're going, we're rolling. We got we play Ottawa eight times. We play play. We're gonna fucking nail this division. Sucks. We're the best team in the Canadian division, and it's not can't, even close, is it? Can't can't Suck. be the, can't be the worst team in the Canadian division once. Then in that offseason, we were like, man, I don't know. Like this is this is gonna the Gaudreau air is gonna fizzle out. Like maybe Daryl can squeeze something out of this team. Unbelievable second best season in franchise history. Breaking records every week. Last year, we're like, hey, like we're like we, sh- yeah, we're gonna be t- win the, we're the best team in the Pacific. Even losing Gaudreau Chuck, so bad. Can't be all the worst teams in the league. Lose to Chicago, only team in the whole freaking league to lose to the Blackhawks three times this season. So hey, maybe since we think they're gonna suck, they'll be good. Um, the last thing I want to just say, which is kind of a rude thing to say, but. Um, Edmonton. When is McDavid gonna get injured? Well, you gotta think he, like it's coming. This is soon. this this is what blows my mind. Oh, he's been injured twice. In his rookie season, he broke his collarbone, I remember. And then they, they must have cloned him in that fucking geo. Yeah, they freaking have like they have a big basement. They have the real McDavid locked up somewhere, and he's you still. Is Rexall? Did they demolish Rexall Place or anything? It's probably like still underneath the rubble. There's a big secret, like government lab, where they just have like <laughs> tanks full of McDavid's. Yeah, he's he's the new McDavid's is a super soldier. That's fucking. Yeah. He's been bred in a lab, and that's the only explanation. That's the only logical. Dude, he had 153 points last year. That is more logical than any other explanation I can come up with. <laughs> He had a hundred. He had a hundred and fifty-three points. He could hit a thousand points in his career this season. Maybe, a thousand points. Maybe he does get injured all the time, but they just reclone it. Reclone him. I don't know. Totally. It's just that rookie year. They're like, man, we got to figure this out. Yeah, this guy needs to have like at least twelve running yeah. clones at all times because it's just for the you know for the wealth of the league. We can't have this guy sidelined ever. But in all honesty. All joking aside, 
it's been a while. I know we're all secretly hoping for an Edmonton debacle, and I think that's all it's going to take. So, am I sitting here hoping for a Dave McDavid injury? Kinda. Well, not to be, yeah, not to be a dick. I don't want to see that. Maybe I do want to see the. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. It's pretty, Here's the it's thing: pretty, like, it's pretty I mean, but all of the Flames fan in our minds is like, if we can somehow get through this McDavid Drysaddle contract era with them being bad enough that they might consider leaving or not having enough success that those guys might consider leaving. That's like all we're hoping for, you know, and and they, they hired McDavid's agent to be like the freaking big wig of whatever the Oilers sports corporation is, is called. That's pretty Oilers entertainment. Like they're pulling out all the stops. They're pulling out all the stops. It's funny to me that like, even the Oilers, Horribly managed. Like, we're the only team who, like, is so stupid that to doink around and lose our two superstars. Only Canadian team that's dumb enough to do that is us. Oilers are pulling all the stops. And the thing is, like, Connor's kind of weird guy. Like, I could see him just being fine to stay in his whole career, right? So he's got three years left on his deal. Drysaddle has two. If you can like hope that, okay, maybe they have one year where they're injured. Well, dude, that gets like, you a little closer to him, maybe leaving. Yeah, even one of them. Because if one of them goes down, that power play is not operating at over 50% anymore. And like he's in his and, prime. He's in and his how many games right do they how many games do they win just based on the power play? Oh, most of them. Yes. So if one of them goes down, the power play, like I said, maybe was operate at 38%, still maybe the highest in the league, but just not winning every single game for you. But you, the amount of minutes these guys play, how? How do they not get injured? They don't play defense. They don't back check. And no one, I guess they're hard to hit. Yeah, Zadorov, remember? <laughs> Dude, he's bred in a lab. That's the moment that I thought there's no way this freak is human. He's an android. For like sure. Zadorov is six seven two two what? Yeah, but Zadorov had two busted up ribs too. Remember? Yes, but, but just but seeing yeah. him, seeing him bounce off McDavid like a bullet bounces off Superman it was just like, this is this is either un this is either like inhuman or supernatural or witchcraft or something or transhuman. Something, yeah, totally cyborg shit. I just can't. I think that's probably what I think is maybe I'm trying to. I'm like dissociating too from the flames because it's like I know the Oilers are probably going to be a content. They are going to be a contender this year. Oh, and the flames, they're fucking they're shooting for the playoffs, and the flames are so far off track where it's just like I need to dissociate from this now so I can mentally deal with them having playoff success while we suck. So that's probably what's happening. Some deep psychological yes. things are happening. So just from a sports, I'm just going to say from a sports perspective, perspective, I'm hoping for an injury. Fuck it. Even from a personal perspective, I'm hoping for an injury. <laughs> Nothing too bad. Just like a sprained ankle or something. Yeah, you know, just a blown knee or something. <laughs> just, a, just, a bro- just a broken femur. Nothing too bad. <laughs> okay, no head injury, though. Yeah, oh, no, no, I, of course. Not. I won't I go to that. Yeah. I won't go to that extent. I'm not a complete ass. I want to see him play. I want to see him play whenever they do the next 
international tournament. I want to see him ripping it up with some other kids. Dude, that's never gonna fucking happen. Yeah, it's such a joke. It's such it is a it is a a crime against humanity that we oh, how about we, Batman getting hit by a bus? How about that d- one? Totally. With that we never saw Sidney Crosby and Connor, oh, Connor McDavid play sakes. together in their prime. That is a that is a crime beyond comprehension. It's a crime I couldn't cheer for McDavid once. Ever. Well, maybe a junior, but for becoming a professional. Oh, juniors, yeah. As a pro athlete, couldn't cheer for it once. Crime. Like, can you imagine watching Sid and Connor and McKinnon play on a line together? Like, it's, it's not that that couldn't happen, but it's like Sid is now out of his prime. Could you imagine actually having David on your team for once in your life? Can you imagine watching him and being like, wow, I can't believe I can't home. Instead of being absolutely terrified every time he touches the puck. Could you imagine going into every single fucking game being like, we could win because we make David? Yeah, it's like four nothing happens. with three minutes left. It's like, yeah, we can still do this. Yeah, we just keep watching. Just watch. <laughs> yeah all right man well we'll see what else happens i don't know yeah what uh what's the first we're still what like eight weeks away from boys are back in town the plugs are back in town the guys are back literally and uh figuratively (laughs) um i think they announced some additions to their their scouting staff today including labardius is now a scout for the flames lubo um some kind of player some kind of scout I don't know how good of a scout Lou will be because I don't think he's going to say anything bad about anybody ever. He'll only have good things to say. Only have good things about everybody. And so I'm not sure if you're going to get a real honest evaluation from him, but uh, maybe he can find some, you know, hidden gems. Preseason gets underway on this 24th. I'm sure we'll do some. If we're all over the place today, hey, guy, like I said, we've been pumping out freaking Flames content every, like what, every day for four years? Banging our head against the wall every day for four years. So we're a little rusty and a little all over the place, but too bad. Um, so 24th of September is the first game. September? I don't know. September is, yeah, September is the this first preseason game. Are they doing that Penticton thing again? I think they do the Young Stars thing, don't they? Should, should go. go. Yeah, you should. It's only about an hour and a half from here. Are they doing it this year? They are doing it. Young Stars Classic. All right, man. Um, it's first next, and it's and... next weekend, eh? Oh, okay. Good to 15, know. 15th to 18th. So who will be there? Um, I'm not sure. I think the I know guys like Coronado will probably be there. Zeri will probably be there. Um, Maybe Poirier. You know, the guys that I'll never see on the team? Okay, great. I, I don't think Wolf will be there, but I'm not sure. Yeah, you guys will never see <laughs> I can't wait to go watch the guys on the Argus. Hey, maybe it'll ever. change now that, you know, Conroy's in charge. Yeah, we'll see. Show me. The Calgary Flames and Brad Tree Living have mutually agreed to part ways. Take your time, do the analysis, and come up with the next step. You know, it's this morning that we're replacing uh, Daryl Sutter, relieving him of his head coaching duties. But, but no, we're not going to overreact here. We're not going to overreact here. Overreact here. Overreact here. Not me. I'm not allowed to ever use the word rebuild.